and praise the Lord. It's another wonderful opportunity that God has given us for our daily inspiration as we continue encouraging ourselves with the Word of God with the topic of the Lordship of Jesus Christ. This uh, is a topic we have been looking uh, the last week and we shall continue with it this week. The topic that emanates from Easter where we saw the Lord Jesus Christ agreeing to humble himself and to take a low position. And as a result, God exalted him and gave him a name that is above every other name. Not only is Jesus Lord, but actually God has made him the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Blessed be his holy name. And we continue this week by seeing how Jesus embraced shame. You know, many times we care so much about what people we will say about us. We care so much about uh, what is the opinion of others about us. We care what will so and so say, what will people think about me. And unfortunately, we compromise great things just because we care so much about others. Not so with Jesus. The scripture says that he embraced the, the cross. He scorned its shame. You know, in other words, he embraced the cross. He saw the glory that was ahead of him and did not give a lot of emphasis on the shame of the cross. Uh, just like the scripture says elsewhere, it is to a man's honor to overlook some things or to overlook an offense. Jesus decided the word of having you and me as children of God, the word of winning you and me to an internal home with God was far much more important than the cross. As much as humanly he felt the weight of the cross on the night of pain, where he was even praying and asking God, if it is to be your will, Father, take this cup far away from me. He nevertheless said, not my will, but let your will be done. And this is what we read in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us draw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us learn with the perseverance the list marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, conning its shame, and sat at the light hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. I have led up to verse 3. God is telling us Jesus conned the shame of the cross. He did not regard it as something to hinder the greater mission that he had for you and me. And you know, the sad fact, my brother and my sister, is that many times we compromise greater destinies because we pay a lot of attention on small irritations. We exalt our cross so much that we do not see the glory that is said to be realized after the cross. You know the beauty about the cross? We don't go to build a home there. We don't go to sit there or even to dwell there. The scripture says that Jesus went through the cross. He, it was not a home for him. It was just a season that he was going through. It is like what David was saying in the Old Testament. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You don't go to stay or to dwell or to live in the valley of the shadow of death. You walk through. You are just passing by. It is just a season. And I can assure you that the 
hardships and the challenges that knock on our doors, they are not meant to come and stay there. They are just seasons of transition that God has granted us. It is like what God said that the scepter of the wicked will never dwell in the land that has been allotted for the righteous. It never comes to stay. It is just momentary. It is just for a time. You pass through and you find yourself on the other end. My brother and my sister, Jesus saw the cross. Yes, it was painful. He saw the shame. It was not an easy thing to be crucified naked. It was not an easy thing to go through the towns of his enemies. You saved others. You cannot even save yourself. Who are you? Eh, spitting at him, slapping him. And in a, in a very good joke, a king of the Jews, look at the king of the Jews. Yes, he's called the shame. He knew whom he was. He knew his eternal position. He allowed the subjects that he had made and he had created to do all that to him. Why? his condition. In other words, he did not think that this is something to, to be grasped. The shame was not so important to him as the glory of having you and me join his household as children of God. What shame may God be asking you to see today? Could it be some marital conflict that you're going through, maybe with your husband or with your wife, and God is telling you, do not compromise great destinies because of small irritations. Surely you can scorn that. You don't, you know, don't elevate it so high. You can see the glory of lacing your children together. You can see the glory of getting all together. You can see the glory of the things that God can do if only you score the shame that you are currently going through. What shame is God asking you to scorn today? Could it be a great friendship that you are compromising on just because of something else? You lend somebody some money that were not able to pay and you want to sacrifice a long-term friendship on the basis of that? What shame is God asking you to scorn today? What offense can you overlook? What can you say it's okay? For the sake of the friendship, for the sake of where we have come from, for the sake of the commitments that we have made, for the sake of tough times that we went through together, I am going to overlook this. Jesus called the shame of the cross because he saw you and me. Today we would be nowhere if he retreated from his mission. And today he is asking you and me to scorn whatever shame hinders us from realizing our potential, from realizing the great destinies that he has for us, and to know that he is Lord who has gone ahead of us, and that which we are trusting him for, he shall avail, and he shall grant us. Amen. Let us pray together. Father, we are grateful because of speaking to us and encouraging us through your word. Thank you because of reminding us that you scorned the shame of the cross. You did not grasp it. You did not elevate it beyond what it was supposed to be. And so today you are elevated. You are sitting at the light hand of the throne of God. And I pray for my brother and my sister, even as I pray that God, you may grant us the courage of scorning the shame of the cross. Whatever cross we may be going today, we may be going through today. It could be marital conflict. It could be friendships. It could be uh, bad boys at the place of work. And we are almost uh, surrendering. We are almost giving up great destinies because of small irritations. I pray that you will grant us the courage and even the ability to embrace whatever literal crosses are coming our way and see the glory 
that is ahead of us, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Thank you because of speaking to us and encouraging us. Bless my brother and my sister, and I pray that you would visit them, dear loving Father, the point of their needs. May you minister grace and strength to them. May you make a difference in the areas that they are trusting you to intervene in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for being our Lord, for being our God, and for being our King, and for speaking to us this morning. We love you and we celebrate you. In Jesus' name, we pray this and we believe. Amen and amen. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for joining me uh, this morning. I don't take it for granted. I wish you a great, blessed, and wonderful week ahead. See you tomorrow, and thank you so much. Jesus.